Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to the All-American Brit Podcast on the Believe Podcasting Network. I am your host, Johnny McEwen. Today is Tuesday, April 6th, and this week in sport, we've had opening week in Major League Baseball. We're just a few days away from the first round of the Masters, but first... A national champion has been crowned in the NCAA basketball tournament. The Baylor Bears defeated the Gonzaga Bulldogs in Indianapolis on Monday night. Baylor held a wire-to-wire finish against the Zags. The lead swelled to as many as 20 points. Gonzaga cut the lead down to single digits at a point in the second half, but they never looked like they could really challenge the Bears. Baylor were dominant all night long. Gonzaga finished their season 31-1. and They were just one win away from an undefeated season. No team has gone 32-0 and since Indiana did in 1975. Gonzaga made it to the championship game on the back of an extraordinary Final Four match against the UCLA Bruins. UCLA forced overtime in the final seconds of overtime. The Bruins tied up the game 19-90. The Zags had just a few seconds left on the clock, enough time to inbound the ball, and get the ball into Jay- the hands of Jalen Suggs. Suggs just about gets across the halfway court line, throws up a Hail Mary buzzer beater three that finished off the game in OT, keeping their undefeated season alive. All night, it felt like the Bulldogs had this electricity in them that they couldn't capitalize on. Suggs missed a few free throws. He was dejected early in the game. They they had all of this anticipation for this game. They came off the back of an OT win in the final four, undefeated season, but they just looked flat against Baylor. Baylor came out just so much stronger, so efficient, so efficient on defense. Davion Mitchell, uh, Jared Butler, Teague, Vital, Thamba. I mean, with elite talent on this Baylor team, and they were dominant all night long. After watching rounds one and two, I Baylor really caught my attention. I thought that they looked like they had enough talent to win this whole thing. And, and Davion Mitchell, I, I think he should be in the NBA sooner rather than later. We're talking about elite talent on this Baylor team. And they were able to get it done on Monday night, bringing their first championship to their university. There's always a lot of anticipation and excitement around this time of year with this tournament, and I think March Madness always ends up living up to the expectations. Bracket-busting runs from teams like Oregon State, UCLA, Abilene Christian, the 14th seed beating number three Texas, 15th seed Oral Roberts making it all the way to the Sweet 16, Loyola Chicago taking down the number one seed Illinois. For me, This tournament always brings out the best qualities in sport, the do-or-die, win-or-go-home game. Just by getting on the floor, just by being in this moment, you've got as good a chance, whether you're the best team in the country or an 11th seed that's looking to play qualifiers to get into the tournament. 
I love watching the March Madness tournament, and this year was absolutely no exception. Incredible games all the way through, and I feel like I'm already going to miss it. I've had college basketball on my screen every, what feels like every single day for the last couple of weeks, and just so enjoyed watching the level of competition, the effort, and the, and the style of which college basketball is played. It's just electric to me, and... We were treated to a truly incredible tournament. Congratulations again to the Baylor Bears. They will look to repeat uh, 2022 NCAA basketball tournament. Only six teams have ever repeated, and it's not been done since 2007. I'm sure the Bears would love to claim another national championship, but their thoughts aren't on that now. Just celebrating this one. And again, many congratulations to the Baylor Bears NCAA basketball champions. Opening week in the Major League Baseball season this week. It's great to have baseball back. It feels like a more normal season is underway, a full 162 games ahead of us. Baseball stadiums are welcoming fans back into the stands in most Major League ballparks. 25% capacity seems to be about the average for most stadiums. But in Texas, uh, in their opener against the Blue Jays, 34,000 took in the first game. 98% capacity for the new stadium in Arlington. It was kind of crazy seeing this uh, as many people in the stands as there were. It was it's been you know the largest attended sport event in the last year, and tons of fans happy to take in the game in Arlington, and you know many making comments that they knew the calculated risk of going, and still so many uncertainties with COVID, but with the vaccine rollout and Texas as a state opening wide up, Arlington's team, the the, the Rangers have followed in suit and they've got tons of fans back in the stands for this homestand with uh, the Blue Jays and I think a lot of people will have different takes on this about you know whether or not this many fans should be let in the stands yet but Texas is open and so is the Arlington Ball Club's stadium so crowds will grow as the season goes on in baseball and let's get to some of the baseball that took place in opening week this week the Toronto Blue Jays took two out of three from the Yankees at Yankee Stadium. There was this moment in game one of the series. Seventh inning, the Yankees were down, but the bases were loaded. Aaron Judge at the plate. Judge worked it to a favorable count, 2-0. and Then he fouled a ball off 2-1 and then hit this weak little grounder into a double play. Ending the inning, Jays still up. And Toronto would go on to win that game. This is a moment that I see happening potentially for the Yankees all season long. Missing this big moment. Uh, I, I made predictions with Jake Reiner a couple episodes back about the AL East and how it would shape up. And I've gotten a bit of flack for my take on it. and Because I said the Yankees aren't going to finish better than third. But this moment kind of captured exactly what I fear for the Bombers. For over, This team over the last three years have had moments like this in their hands and they've let them slip away. And I'm worried that this season will again prove to be the same, especially if they deal with injuries. They're coming off the back of a Garrett Cole start and they still didn't win the opener. And on the other hand, you've got the Blue Jays who look phenomenal. Hunjin Ryu pitched very well, but the Bats are just alive for the Toronto Blue Jays. Simeon having a hot start to his Toronto career. Vlad Guerrero Jr. looks fantastic. Bo Bichette, Kevin Biggio. This Blue Jays team is something to fear in the AL East. 
I think the East is going to be a really interesting division to watch. We saw the Orioles at the top of the standings early in the season already. They had they got three over the Boston Red Sox. So I predict craziness in the AL East, and I think that early days of the season are playing that out. Padres won their first three games. They lost the fourth game to the D-backs. There was concerns last night over Fernando Tatis. He came out of the game with a shoulder injury, and he seemed to be in a lot of pain as he left the field. Tatis has had shoulder issues dating back all the way to the minor leagues, and it would be a shame if he re-aggravated something and becomes questionable in this season, a season that looks so promising for the San Diego Padres. The Dodgers won three of four at Coors Field. Uh, the opening day game was it was the weird one of the weirdest plays I've ever seen in a baseball game. Justin Turner's on first base, Cody Bellinger at the plate. Cody rips one into left field. The left fielder makes his way all the way back to the wall, to the track, leaps, and the ball hits the back of his mitt. Turner, who had made his way just past second, saw the contact of the ball in the glove, turns around and starts heading back to first, thinking it's going to be an out. But if he had watched for a millisecond longer, he would have seen that the ball popped out of the fielder's glove, which then would be a home run. But because he was already running back after he saw contact with the ball uh, in the glove, exactly what a player is supposed to do, he crossed up Cody Bellinger on the base pads. They passed one another. And when that happens, Bellinger's now out and he's just credited with a single. Turner goes back to first base, but since the ball went out of play and was a home run, that brings Turner all the way around to the plate, and he scores. Cody Bellinger didn't, so a two-run home run that was credited as a single and one scored run. It was such an odd moment. There was so much confusion all around the ballpark. Dave Roberts came out and was talking for a while. It was a very odd moment. Uh, they were laughing about it later, J- JT and Cody in the in the dugout, and I'm glad that Cody was able to have a laugh and kind of shrug off getting uh, his opening day home run taken away from him and just being credited with a single. Shohei Otani put on a show on Sunday in Anaheim. He made the start for the Angels as well as DHing. And to say that Shohei Otani is an anomaly is an understatement. He is one of the most unique baseball players in the fact that he can hit and pitch at a major league level. Another point that I made in the AL episode with Jake Reiner was, I hope that we finally see a truly unrestricted Shohei Otani and Sunday night was proof of what could be. He made the start, he also was in the order, hitting, and he made history on Sunday night. Otani threw the fastest pitch of opening week and then in the very same inning, had the hardest hit ball of opening week. 115.2 miles per hour exit velocity of the home run that he hit in the inning. I mean, it was just incredible to see a, an elite hitter, a true hitter, who's also your starter. I mean, it just truly incredible from Shohei Otani. He broke records on Sunday night. And Otani's the kind of player who could go out there and set records every single time he goes out. He is that special, that unique, that different. And I am so excited to hopefully see more from Shohei this year. He came out of the game with an awkward play uh, at the plate. Uh, He got run over by Jose Abreu. The Angels are saying that there's no injury or no concern over the play, but my goodness, what a fantastic display from Shohei Otani. What a what a unique ball player. And I hope that Anaheim can ride the backs of his starts and his bat. They got one over Houston last night who 
destroyed the Oakland A's in their opening series. So positive signs of life down in Anaheim. Going to be an exciting season to watch Shohei for sure. Going to be talking lots of baseball in the next coming weeks. So excited to have the baseball season underway. So be sure to look out for baseball-specific episodes here on the podcast. And also join Locker Room. Locker Room's an awesome app where you can join the conversation and chat with people live about sport. Find a room of a topic that interests you and join in the conversation. I've been having lots of conversations about baseball and really been enjoying it. So go ahead and check me out over on the Locker Room app for baseball content all year long. Well, it's upon us once again. It's Masters Week, and it feels like deja vu saying that. Of course, we had the Masters in November. The 2020 Masters was rescheduled, and the event was held at a different time of year. But now the schedule's back on track. April, the first week of April, we're looking at a Masters tournament that has an incredible field that is truly wide open. There are so many different guys who could end up winning this tournament on Sunday. It's going to be Wonderful to watch. Everyone loves watching the Masters. Golf fans and non-golf fans alike have respect for the tournament. And it's it's always an exciting time of year. The golf season is upon us. And like I said, there are so many guys who could win this tournament. And I'd love to outline just a few that I'm going to be keeping my eye on in the early rounds of the tournament. Lee Westwood, 47 years old. He's never won a major And he's coming off of a stretch of really great golf. He nearly won at the Players, nearly won at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. I'm always pulling for Lee. The Brit in me is kind of always wanting Lee to win. And he's very popular among American fans as well. 47 years old, never really won a major, never won a major tournament, never won anything close to a major, nearly won at the Players, which would have been the biggest career victory for him. So Lee Westwood coming off an amazing stretch of golf, playing with a really casual attitude. He's had his son on the bag. He's had his fiance on the bag and he's just had a new mental attitude to the game where he approaches everything with a smile even after lip out putts or uh, miss hit shots he's kind of smiling and joking about it playing with a really light-hearted attitude and Lee's playing incredible golf to match so many starts at Augusta could this be Lee's year I will be watching Westwood for sure Dustin Johnson is returning he won of course in November posting a 20 under The course was playing a lot softer, different conditions, different time of year, obviously. But now with Augusta back in April, it'll be fast and firm. And we'll see if DJ can pull off a back-to-back victory. DJ does everything he can to make the game as simple as possible for himself. And he has just pure natural ability. He goes out and rips the ball and just takes it easy, takes it casual, just lets things roll off his back. Really an amazing player to watch. And on the flip side of that, they have similar games, but very different mental attitudes. Bryson DeChambeau, he was flexing his power on the range yesterday. He was um, doing what's called swing speed training. And that essentially is just hitting a ton of balls in very quick succession as quickly as possible. I compared Bryson and just and Dustin Johnson because they have very similar power ability, very similar attacking strategies on the golf course, but DeChambeau's much more mental, much more vigorous with detail. DJ just tries to keep things as simple as possible. 
Bryson talks wind density and, and, and gets into the weeds, gets into the complexity of the game. So DeChambeau, who was just crushing his driver, like I said, on Monday, look out for that. I think that he's going to really attack with that club. Vijay Singh was on the range watching his swing speed training, just kind of chuckling to himself. Vijay, uh, many years ago, kind of took this approach. He bulked up and... Uh, that was the one year that he was able to get the better of Tiger. He was the number one player that year with this kind of bomb and gouge strategy. Bryson is now obviously the face of that. So it'll be interesting to see what Bryson does and how he attacks this famous, this infamous golf course. Jordan Spieth, a fan favorite, and he won just last weekend for the first time since 2017. Jordan won at, at Birkdale, won the British Open, and it was nearly four years until Jordan claimed another victory. No major injuries during this time. He just really struggled with his game. He'll feel really good after his win in Texas last weekend. And Spieth's already a Masters champion. He'll certainly hope to uh, repeat and get an, a second green jacket for his closet. Jordan playing great golf right now. A lot of attention will be on Spieth come Thursday. Justin Thomas just won the players. He's a, as consistent a golfer as you could possibly ask for. Thomas has improved every single time he's played at Augusta. He came fourth place in the November Masters, so we'll see if the conditions kind of shift his placing. But he's gone, I think it was like 32nd, 16th, and fourth in last year's tournament. He's improved every single year. So we'll see if Justin can improve to the degree of putting on a green jacket come Sunday. Colin Morikawa is another player I'm going to be watching early. He's already a major champion in his young career. Morikawa is always one to watch. He won the PGA. He's won on the PGA Tour four times since July of 2019. He's made 22 consecutive cuts since going pro. Only Tiger rivals that with 25. Consistency, tactical play, a constant from Colin. One to watch for sure as he takes on Augusta National. And then Rory McIlroy, I would just, I'd simply love to see Rory win this weekend. It would complete, well, you know, the, the Rory slam. It's the one major that he's not been able to capture. Augusta has been a place of great frustration for Rory. Um, but he comes into this week dealing with swing issues, dealing with difficulties with the mental game. Uh, I talked here a couple of weeks ago with Matt about how Rory's been chasing speed because of what Bryson did at the US Open. Rory's got unbelievable natural speed i hope that he's you know in this week that he's taken off just refocused on bringing the speed and bringing the swing back into his body into his shape and playing his game focusing on what can make him a masters champion again i would just love to see rory pull it off complete the rory slam get this major under his belt and really go into the history books as one of the great golfers of this generation so tons to look forward to when it comes to the Masters and here on the All-American Brit podcast next week, it will be all about the Masters. I will be joined by Matt Moretz. We're going to be talking about the events at Augusta, who the champion is and all of the storylines that you'll need to know from this year's tournament. Can't wait to cover the Masters. Opening round starts Thursday on ESPN and carries through till Sunday, Saturday and Sunday's coverage on CBS. Well, that was This Week in Sport. Thanks for taking the time to listen today. 
be sure to follow me at AA Britpod on Instagram and Twitter and check me out at AA Britpod on Locker Room and join the conversation, whether it's about baseball, basketball, football, golf, looking to have lots of interesting conversations on Locker Room. So would love for you to be a part of the conversation. For the All-American Brit Podcast on the Believe Podcasting Network, I am your host, John McEwen. And until next time, take care. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.